Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 108 for the 7th of Adar Base in a leap year. And today we are beginning a new chapter, one that is pretty famous in Tanya, chapter 36. And the reason why it's so famous is it addresses the age-old question, perhaps the oldest question known to mankind, namely, what is the meaning of life? So this is a question which has perplexed philosophers for literally centuries, Monty Python even made a movie called The Meaning of Life, which didn't really answer the question. Various religions and philosophers have come up with various ideas to try to come up with an answer to this question. But here we have it in the Tanya. We're actually going to get the answer to the question. So something which I thought would be kind of important to mention before we get into what this meaning of life is and what the Tanya says about it is this idea of logic and intellect and the role that it plays within Judaism at large and especially within the context of Chabad Chassidus, which again, we've learned the acronym of Chabad is Chachma Bina Das, which are the three intellectual faculties of the soul, which is an allusion to the fact that the Chabad approach to Judaism is that the best way to connect to God is through our intellects and through channeling the capacity of of our mind to try to understand God to the best of our ability. We even see see this with the Rambam, that the very first dictate that he gives us in the Mishnah Torah is to know God. Uh, It's not about just believing in God, but it's actually to know God, which really translates into trying to use our intellect to the best of our ability to try to get to know him. On the other hand, we can never really know God. And our intellects are are merely creations, just like everything else, which are extremely limited. And we've learned time and time again how there is no thought that can understand God. There is no brain that can fully grasp God. So it can be a little bit of a frustrating process at, at a certain point where it can kind of seem like, and this is, maybe I'm just sharing my own personal experience with this, with what we're going to be learning. It's like when we read the words, it sounds very logical, like A to B to C, you know, each thing follows in a certain progression. But if you really think about it, it's, these ideas are kind of beyond intellect. And so it's this interesting kind of phenomenon where like Judaism is really unique in the sense in terms of its emphasis on intellect and intellectual study, and especially in the context of Chabad Hasidus, as, as we've mentioned. So a lot of other relig- religions are really more about just having blind faith and feeling God in your heart and that kind of thing. And we don't really take that approach in Judaism. So in Judaism, there's this kind of idea that there is faith that is below intellect, and then there's faith which is above intellect. And so faith which is below intellect is a type of faith which is just more about feeling and 
not really using your mind and just like trying to connect in this more heartfelt kind of way without any real thought attached to it. And in Judaism, again, as I've been saying, there is such a strong focus on the mind, but yet the idea is not just to stay within the realm of the mind. Like we're not really into proving God's existence, let's say, or the Torah or things like that through, I know some people get into this, but it's, it's not really the traditional Torah approach to try to prove these things through intellect, but rather we use these intellectual faculties that we have in order to connect to God in a way which allows us to transcend our intellect. So we kind of like max out our intellectual abilities to the point where we say, okay, I can understand and understand and understand. And then up till here, I sort of get the sense that there's something that's beyond something that is beyond my ability to understand. And perhaps paradoxically, in a certain sense, the greater a person's intellectual understanding of anything really is, in this case, God and the purpose of life and those kind of things, the greater their appreciation of how much they don't know. You know, so it's like the famous idea of the more you know, the more you know what you don't know. So that's that's sort of the idea here. So I just felt that that would be in a good introduction to have before we get into the text as to what is the purpose of life because as i mentioned it's like it's it's a good thing it's it's it's, it's essential to learn this what is the purpose of our lives but you might find yourself with a lot of questions which are still kind of left open and many of these questions that might come up for you are addressed in chassidus but yet Every question leads to another question, leads to another question, leads to another question, and it really is never ending. And I think that really is the beauty of Torah is that it's like there's constant knowledge in it and it's just like there's so much and there's always more to know. And at the same time, there's always a sense of that there is something that's ultimately unknowable and you can never really know everything kind of thing. So with that being said, let's get straight into the text and maybe we can talk a little bit further about it all as we get through through it. So the altar of it begins and he says that here it is known the saying of the sages and this is taken from the Mishnah Tanchoma in Parshas Naso chapter 6 where it says Shetachlit b'riat olam hazeh hu shnitaveh hakadosh baruchu liyot lo dira betachtonim So the purpose of the creation of this world is that God desired that there should be for him a dwelling place in the lower realms. And so now, right away, so it's like, let's just like digest that for a second. So basically, that is the answer to the question. The famous question of the purpose of life is that God desired to have a dwelling place for himself in the lower realms. So speaking of questions and trying to understand these things, the Ultra Rebbe right away goes into a question that comes up with this. Is he says... But wait a second, we, it, this kind of doesn't make sense. It's like, if there is no, when we say lower realms, when we talk about God, there's no aspect of higher and lower because he fills all the worlds equally. So how can we say about God that he wants a dwelling place in the lower realms, right? So it's, it's a very good question. So again, just think about that question. Each one of these things, like heavy stuff here is God desires to have a dwelling place for himself in the lower realms. But God is everywhere. There is no higher and lower for God. So what does this mean that he wants to have a dwelling place in the lower realms? So the explanation, Valtrava says, is that before the world was created, there was him and him alone, exclusively and uniquely 
and totally united. And he filled this entire space within which he created the world. And so too now, it is like this for him too. So from his perspective, this is exactly the same. So he fills everything equally. What is the change? So there is one change. What is that change? The change is to the receiver. So to those who receive his vitality and light that they receive through different garments, many different garments that conceal and hide his light. As it says, So that is from Shmos chapter 33, verse 20, which means, which translates as, for no man can see me and live. So the simple understanding of this idea, this teaching, is that no person can actually see God and live. So then the Altar Rabbah brings an, another another explanation of this that comes from the sages, namely from Sifre, which says, when it says, which again literally means that no man should see me and live, this word chai and live is an allusion to another word, which is chayot, which is a type of angel. So meaning to say that not only men, but even angels themselves cannot, are not able to handle the full expression of God. And this is the whole idea of this thing, which is called hishtalshalus. So hishtalshalus literally means like a chain-like descent. So this is a term that comes up a lot in Hasidus. So the hishtalshalus is like this chain-like descent of the worlds and the way that God's life force comes down through all the worlds. So here the altar says it's, it's this, it's the descent from one level to the next through many different garments that hide the light of God. And the life force from which which come from God until this this physical world was created this actual physical corporeal material world which is the lowest of all the worlds there is no world that is lower than our world in terms of the concealment of the light of God and it's a doubled and redoubled darkness here up to the point that it's full of klipos. Remember, we talked about those klipos that are the husks that conceal godliness and sitra achra, which is that other side. So the other side, which is against God in actuality, to the point that they're able to say that they are and there's nothing aside from them. So it's like this, we live in such a world of such high concealment that there are entities and there it, there exists this ability to have a consciousness of really, really not seeing that there's anything that exists other than you as an individual and totally not having an awareness of God. So that's the end of this section for today. The altar is going to continue with this and elaborate on it a bit more in the next few days throughout this chapter. But so just to give a little bit of a recap is what we learned today is this idea that the purpose of life is in one sentence that God desired to have a dwelling place for him in the lower realms. So now we brought up a question in this regard is we said, how do we understand this? Because when it comes to God, there is no higher and there is no lower. God is everywhere. God is everything. Like we've already talked about this. So how could this be? And so what the answer that the Altar Rebbe gave is that there are two perspectives. There's God's perspective and then there's our perspective. So it's true. From God's perspective, there is nothing but him. The higher and lower realms are exactly the same. And it's just like it was before creation, just like it was after creation. There is nothing but him alone. And it, he takes up every space everywhere. But from our perspective, there is a change. And from our perspective, we don't see God very clearly. And God set up a system whereby his revelation in his uh, in his light gets concealed 
each and diminishes from level to level. So there's this thing called Hishtalshalus, which we talked about, which is this chain-like course of events. And it's this chain-like reactionary type of thing that happens from level to level throughout the worlds that causes each level to conceal and hide God's light a little bit more until we come down into our world, our physical world in which we live, which is the lowest of all the worlds and which conceals God the most. And this is why this is called the world of Klipos, which is called husks and the world of the Sitra Ahra, which is the other side where we can actually have an existence here in this world where you have people who God forbid call themselves atheists who don't even see that they have a creator, that they have something, a place that they came from. So again, bringing it back to my intro, this really is something that you kind of have to just like understand and think about and try to intellectualize as best possible. Even if you might still have a lot of questions about it, it's perfectly normal and it's perfectly okay. And you should have questions because once again, God is not really totally knowable. So it's this weird paradox where we're supposed to try to use our brains as best possible to try to understand these things. But at the same time, we should also have this awareness that we can't really understand God because God is beyond our intellects. So I hope that was enlightening and we will continue tomorrow. I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzhak ben Benyamina Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.